The question is this, what is it that has some of us find our way to the top of our game, to overcome adversity and challenges, resistance and self-sabotage, to rise from the ashes time and time again? What is it that has everyday people just like you and I act boldly in the name of their passions and live out their wildest dreams in this lifetime? That is the question, and this podcast has the answers. My name is Carrie McCauley, and this is Choose Unstoppable. Hello and welcome to Choose Unstoppable. My name is Carrie McCauley and today we are here with the incredible Amira Alvarez. You guys, listen to this bio. She is the founder and CEO of The Unstoppable Woman, a woman after my own heart, a global company that is coaching and helping ambitious entrepreneurs, creatives, and leaders in the workplace to create unmatched income while living an uncompromised, delightful life. Who doesn't want some of that? So welcome, Amira. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. Oh my God, thank you for having me. I'm super excited. Love the name of your podcast. Right? We were meant to be. We're going to be besties forever. Exactly. I am super excited to hear about your journey. I've obviously, you know, done some healthy stalking and learned a little, but I can't wait to hear how it all came to be. As is often the case, you know, you've kind of reached this beautiful place in your business that uh, we're all going to be able to learn from and um, get some insights from. But there is a journey that's, you know, involved in all of that. So if I could ask you just to share with us how you got to be here, and then we can talk about your your business now and all of the incredible things uh, in that intro. But what was it like pre that? How did we get here? What did your journey look like? I think that's such an important question because the after picture looks like some snapshot on Instagram and it's, and it's not that in reality, you know, we all have our ups and downs, you know, it might be a great trajectory and it looks, looks pretty from the outside, but you know, we all go through a journey. And, and I think the question really is how far back do you want to look at and what aspect of the business do you want to look like, look at, because I really take a holistic approach to my business. I wanted to grow my business obviously because it was a business and I want to cash flow. And, you know, I, I was one of the freedom that comes from running your own business and being an entrepreneur. But I also wanted to have a life where I felt like I, my bio says uncompromised and delighted by life and not feeling trapped. And the before picture, if you will, was a picture of someone who had pretty much done all the right things that we are trained to do, worked hard in school, got a good education, went to one of the top colleges, you know, hard worker, good person, um, studied hard, work ethic, all of that, right? And yet I was someone, and I'm able to see this now with 2020 hindsight, that really didn't know how to show up for herself. I was constantly wondering what other people would think of all my behavior, all my decisions, how I was being in this world. Like there was some, if I could just pick the right answer, like in the multiple choice question, I could get it right. But here's the thing. There's like a billion people out there. Who who are you getting it right for? And that just keeps you trapped in jumping through hoops. And it's endless because you can't please everyone out there. 
I had already started my entrepreneurial journey at this point. And I was like constantly questioning my decisions and my actions, whether it was what my husband was going to think about that investment, even though he wasn't running my business. Okay. He was just in my head. He was actually quite supportive, but he was in my head, right? What my sister would think, what my father would think, what my best friend, what my neighbor across the street would think. Simple decisions. I needed to hire housekeepers so that I could spend my time working on my business, not cleaning toilets. Nothing, no value judgment about that. Like I was perfectly capable of it. Like there's not a good or bad to it. It was what's the best use of my time. But I was thinking, my neighbors across the street are going to judge me for hiring someone to clean my house because that's not what the people in my neighborhood did. In fact, they commented. Like, it wasn't an unfound uh, fear by any means. And they weren't malicious about it, but there was like, oh, <laughs> you've got someone to clean your house. Isn't that, isn't that lovely? I put all the meaning behind it, obviously. And, and it really hit rock bottom. This is like, I, I tell this story to, to share the like extent that this went to. I looked at my dog at one point and thought that he was upset at my behavior, but I was letting him down. Dogs are not let down. They love you. They're in the moment. They're like, play with me, play with me. Oh, you don't want to play? Okay, I'll go sleep, right? You know, like they're just not judging you. And I was so in this cycle of how do I get it right? And, and basing that on everything outside of me. And the, the end result of that was I was constantly overworking. Like I had to jump through so many hoops that I was doing lots, but I was never doing the needle moving thing. Because doing the needle moving things require that you actually put yourself first, not put your, your, even your clients first. It's shocking, mm-hmm. isn't it? But it's true. Like you can't put the emails first and the little tiny things in your business first. You have to put the needle moving things in first. And if you are constantly trying to please other people, you'll never do that because it requires you to say no, at least temporarily, and maybe even not overtly, you're just making a decision on how you use your time to do something else. So in the beginning, I was constantly just in fear of dropping the ball. In, like I was constantly worried about all the little details. And it was keeping me small and scared. Oh, just the detail in which you share the story. Like I feel the tension over here and the angst and the, the worry of that level of, you know, concern for what others are going to think about us. And, you know, we all have it to varying degrees, but I, I feel it over here as you're sharing. uh, And it's, it's crippling and it's paralyzing. And I think many of us, you know, fall into those traps often. Some of us rarely make it out. Uh, So what, how was there, like how on earth when it's to that degree for you, did you make a shift? Was it a dramatic shift? Was it a gradual transformation? What did that look like for you? It was a fairly dramatic shift. And here's the thing. The dramatic shift happened at this point. Up until that, it had been gradual. It Mm. didn't happen overnight, but the thing that did happen overnight was overnight. So I'm going to say the answer is both. Okay. So 
you know, when I first started my business, and I, I love sharing these numbers because I think it helps people understand what's possible. So first year in business, I made 30K. Proud of myself. Not not enough to really go on forever like that at, but like I was still proud of myself. Second year in business, I tripled my income and made 90K. Very proud of myself. Third year in business, I went to 138. Crossed that mythical six-figure mark. Felt very satisfying. Nice additional chunk. These were big, fairly large leaps. Um, but I was working 16 hours a day and I had a monkey on my back. All of what I just shared. Like I was constantly worried about dropping the ball, right? And, and letting other people down. And, and that meant family also. It, was, it wasn't just the business, okay? Like, and I see this a lot with women who have kids. It's like, there's, because it's endless. Like, there's no way to be the perfect mother, okay? Like, there's not enough time to do that. So it could take up all your time. And then when do you have time for your business kind of thing? So um, at that point, I had been doing some things correctly. I had been working, I had, I've always invested in personal development. I've always invested in learning and, and growing myself, but I wasn't making really big decisions. I wasn't really, uh, confronting the, the larger core programming that I had that was driving that need to please others that need to get it wrong, right. That fear of getting it wrong, that, that fear of rejection, fear of judgment, all of the, these core fears that were actually stopping me from seeing opportunities that were right in front of me. And I just didn't see them. So I obviously I couldn't act on them. So I was stuck in this, this, there was this invisible, invisible barrier around me. I couldn't break through. All I knew how to do was work harder. And that was not clearly going to solve the problem. There's only 24 hours in the day. You know, if that's your strategy and you're already working 16 hours, you cannot actually do anything with your income level. So I really, I looked and I studied what successful people did. And I, I started looking at where, where does success come from? And that was actually a little bit more challenging to triangulate. I have now got a very clear visual of that for myself, but at the time it wasn't abundantly clear. And where I went was to universal law. And I don't know how familiar you are with that, but, but it, these are the laws of the universe that govern nature and they govern um, us and how things work. Law of cause and effect, law of vibration, law of polarity. There are some fund, there's seven fundamental laws. And I started studying these in depth and really saying, if these are the laws, like the law of gravity, I don't understand how gravity works, but I know that when I drop the pen, you know, from my hand, it falls to the ground. Like I can see the results. So I started testing out these laws, like, okay, these successful people are talking about these and they're getting different results than I am. My way is not working. I only know this one way and it's keeping me trapped let's try this other way, see if this works. And I tested it out, assuming that it did work with the assumption that it did work, but I was applying it rigorously. And if I didn't get the result I wanted, I questioned, is it me interpreting it incorrectly or is it the law? And it was always me. Okay. And once I started working my business and quite frankly, my personal life, my thinking, if you will, towards everything, in accordance to these laws, then I started getting fundamentally different results. 
Okay. And that year I went from making 138K to making 700K. It was a five times income. Huge jump. Yeah, huge, yeah, huge jump. jump. And then, you know, the companies crossed seven figures after that, but that was my first, like, yeah. So let me ask, what specifically were you doing? Are you doing different things? Did you change your business strategy? Are you doing different day to day? Or what is it that's shifting mentally? What, what, what on earth made that <laughs> such a big job? <laughs> okay, so here's the thing. I am very open about this. So mm. how do you actually five times your income? Mm. Business is super simple, guys. There's three ways to make more money, okay? You raise your prices, you sell more of what you already have, like quantity, or you add a new channel of income, okay? Look at Richard Branson, look at Oprah, look at Beyonce, look at anyone. The, the, if you're making money in a business, there are three ways, okay? And usually it's a combination of those three. So I had to look at like, okay, am I changing my business model? No, right now I don't need to add any more bells and whistles, okay? That's not always the case, but I wasn't going to add the new channel. And I had a front-end marketing issue, so quantity wasn't going to be my solution. This was, you know, many years ago at the time. So, okay, so it's raising your prices. Now, that sounds so easy, right? Okay, just raise your prices, right? Most people freak out at that moment. And the reason is that their self-image who they see themselves to be, their identity is not, has not caught up with that conscious thought, that conscious decision, that consciousness that's like, oh, Amira just said there's three ways to raise, make more money. Here's the one I'm choosing. Let's go do this. Let's execute on this. No problem, right? That seems logical and easy. And it is. Except your self-image says you're not someone who's worthy of making that much money. And that's what got programmed when you were a young child and it, it sticks with you and it's a worthiness issue and an identity issue. So I had to change who I saw myself to be, my self-image. And this is fundamentally what I teach people. I teach it in a variety of different fashions, but the, the key place that I do this in is our mastermind where we talk about what their self-image is and how that either syncs up with where they want to go, what their goals are, or doesn't, no value judgment there. But if it doesn't, which for, for all of us, if we have bigger goals, we would have gotten there yet. Uh, we would have gotten there already right, if our image was lined up with that. So I'm constantly working on my self-image. Like this is not a one and done kind of thing. But then we, look, we back engineer it and we look and we say, well, what's the self-image that's required to get us those results? Who would you need to be? How would you need to show up, who is that woman in a, in a very holistic way. And then we do some work to figure out what's stopping you from actually seeing yourself as that woman. What's the lie in, in this, your story? We, we all have a story, right? What's the lie in your story? And when we excise that lie, then taking the action is super easy. Uh, let me restate that because it's never super easy. Yeah. Okay. It becomes easier. Okay. In, in relative terms, it becomes super easy, but yeah. you still have to take the action. Yeah. I love the question. What's the lie? 
in your story, because I think we get into kind of autopilot mode and we're just going and we just are how we are, even for those of us who have read all the books and we know, you know, what you think you create, all of the things, but we get into kind of, we get on rails and what is giving all of our actions, we don't take enough time to be like, well, what if there are some lies I'm telling myself here? Like we don't go and, you know, explore to see, do I have any stories that are not serving me that aren't real? And so the mastermind mastermind sounds very interesting. Is that kind of a, a deep dive into, you know, how we look at ourselves or is it more business focused? How to share it? What's the mastermind? It's both because primarily I work with entrepreneurial women. Some of my clients in the mastermind and elsewhere are women who are in corporate. Um, but the idea is it's, these are women who are going after bigger goals for themselves, who are driven, ambitious, who really want more. And yet they keep hitting a limit. There's like me a few years ago, like I wanted more. I saw that I was capable, but I kept stopping myself, self-sabotaging, right? That, that like, why am I still here? And the, the idea is that you have to change your thinking in order to change your outer results. And so if the results are business that you're looking at, then we have to change your thinking related to that. If they're personal life, results. We have to change your, your thinking for that. I take a very holistic approach because here's the thing. Money touches everything. Entrepreneurs know that they need to, to learn how to manage cash flow, how to create money, how to make sure it's coming regularly into the business so that they can enjoy building this business, having the money to do what they want in life. Okay. But so if you don't know how to if you're a slave to money rather than a master of it, if you don't know how to do that, you're screwed, okay? It, that's that's tr- being trapped. You can be trapped and be making a lot of money in your business, okay? And we don't want that. So the first place that I work with people on is their, their business because they need to know how to make money, how to create money, how to 100% set a goal, be able to achieve it. And like, it's, it's clear that they have mastered money creation. But... In the process of doing that, you recognize that it's going to touch all these other aspects of your life. And, and you want those changing at the same time, not later next year. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cause otherwise you, you have a really crappy life. You're mm-hmm. rich, but you're unhappy. Who wants that? Yeah. Okay? yeah. So for me, when we do, do the goal setting at the beginning of the year with this program, it's called the spirit of wealth mastermind and masterclass. When we do the goal setting at the beginning of the year, we look at all the different aspects of your life. We give priority to the financial side and the business side so that you don't take your eye off the ball, okay? You don't say, oh, I'm going to run a marathon and that's going to be my big goal. And then you're like, oh, I made you know, the same amount mm-hmm. that I made last year or something. That, that doesn't work, okay? Mm-hmm. So we, we set some big financial goals And then we set some other goals in your life so that you don't lose sight of that. And then there's a whole process for changing your self-image in association with the goal achievement. And what happens is you start achieving the goals faster than you ever thought possible. Like not just by the end of the year, but like in the first three months kind of thing. And it's phenomenal because you're a different person. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm such a believer and uh, I'm always kind of preaching that, 
as an entrepreneur, business in life, there is no life coaching, business coaching. There is own, it's all so intertwined that um, you have to be working on all of it in order for any of it to work. If you're yeah. only working on your business, then your personal life suffers. And as an entrepreneur, that cannot, like there is no separating and, and vice versa. Uh, so I love, I love the sound of, of that. And so is this something that you're, you're doing in 2021? Are you Absolutely. So it's enrolling now. It's it's actually almost full. We've got a really great group of women who have uh, enrolled. There's still some spots. So if you are if your ears are perking up and you just want to hear more about it, um, you can go to our. Shall I get the URL? Yeah, or? yeah. Give it. Give it. Tell okay. us. So you can go to the unstoppablewoman.com slash spirit s p i r i t spirit. It's it's for spirit of wealth. Great. Uh, and is it a bit, so is this like a big group coaching or is it a, a true kind of smaller, more intimate mastermind? What's the format? Well, it depends on what big and small mean to you. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's this year, it's going to be somewhere between 20 and 40 women. So it's intimate. I think it's pretty intimate. intimate. I think it's so too. Yeah. yeah. And uh, everyone gets to work with me personally. There's no like, um, sub coaches or, or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the idea is that you're learning the universal laws. So the spirit of wealth is like, what is, what is the spirit of this law? What, what do you have to, how do you have to show up, um, in your life and your business? And then what is the self-image? We're really working on goal achievement and self-image. Um, we're raising your worthiness level, if you will. So your billing, your ability to receive, in life, um, and your ability to, to, here's the thing. Let, let me just go there. So we do this retreat in, uh, early January, in mid January, excuse me. And it's this year, it's going to be live stream for people who are not traveling and in person for people who are comfortable with traveling. We do it at a fabulous resort, five star. You don't have to pay for anything. You just have to get yourself there. And when you're in the room there, we do a type of masterminding, and this is a true mastermind, where I'm going to be investigating something to do with you and your business and helping you see the blind spots, see the lies in your story, see, uncover the, the mismatch identity piece, okay? So that that breaks free and opens up. Now, you're doing that in a room of other women. And so often we're taught to put our guards up, to be put a mask on, to show up in a particular way with, especially with other women, because it's competitive and where's the elbows start coming out and all that stuff. And the space that I create, the, the container that I create is such that all the women who are in the room are there to support you. And they're showing up in their wisdom and they, I facilitate the mastermind aspect of it. And you get to be seen and heard and not judged. You have an experience of showing up in your, I don't want to demean anyone, but like in the confusion, in the, in the challenge, in the struggle. Okay. And that's your, your place of vulnerability and you get seen and heard by a group of women without the judgment, this clears up such a huge, profound aspect in ourselves of shame Mm -hmm. and guilt, Mm -hmm. like that we have to hide ourselves and Mm -hmm. and think that 
no one can see our stuff, makes us small going forward. And then, of course, the, the roles flip because you're not in that seat the whole time. Other people are mm-hmm, yeah. You get to show up in your wisdom. But that experience of, of not being judged mm. and seen holy is something that most people never experience because they're never truly open in front of other people. Yeah, and I think especially, especially women, uh, I love that, you know, there's the spirit of sisterhood uh, that is, you know, obviously brought to life in your mastermind. But I do think it's a missing inside of entrepreneurship to to a degree because we are um, trained almost to be in competition with one another as opposed to, you know, a rising tide lifts all ships. And yeah. uh, I, I applaud you for bringing that element into it because the more free we are as women to be incredible and big and great and moody and confused and lost in the entire gamut of what it takes to be an entrepreneur and a successful woman and a great friend and a great wife and a great mother and a great whatever all of it is to have you know the true ball of success it it takes being okay with being all of those things and being seen for being all of those things uh, so yeah, kudos to you for really highlighting that and, and seeing that and bringing it to light for other women. Uh, okay, so things, yeah, go on. One of the things that I, I teach is that the first law of receiving is giving. And when you show up and you give first without a, you know, without an agenda, and you do this regularly in your life and in your business, and this is not overgiving for all those overgivers out there. I'm not talking about that. Okay. This is because oftentimes overgiving comes with an agenda. If I do this for you, if I overgive here, you'll keep me safe. You'll love Mm -hmm. me. You'll make sure Mm -hmm. that I belong. All these things. You'll jump through this hoop for me. That's not the, that's not the truth of giving. That's not the energy of clean giving. Okay. But if you actually show up and give in your business, like you're giving in this podcast, right? There's so many women who listen to your podcast and, or, and men too, like Mm -hmm. that are, are really helped and you'll never connect with them, but it's helping your business. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And maybe indirectly, but if you keep, if you, your audience, if, if people keep that up, it's a huge impact. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I love that you kind of shone a light on that, that, you know, we often think about all the things that we can get to feel full, feel full or feel fulfilled. And it's always kind of what can we get over here to fill that void. And one of the biggest missing pieces is giving is actually what fills that cup. And it seems counterintuitive, but it's the secret to actually getting the your levels of fulfillment raised and raised and raised isn't by getting, it's actually by giving. And those of us that can figure that out, um, not only uh, the happiness scale starts to, you know, raise and the fulfillment scale starts to raise, but the, you know, the side benefit of uh, finances and business and success and all the things that you wouldn't necessarily assume to come along with that 
Uh, yeah, so incredible. Um, I, I could talk to you for days, for hours, and I have a feeling this won't be our last conversation, but for everyone listening at home, I know you talked about the mastermind and, and how to find that. And if we want to learn just more about you in general, I'll put everything in the show notes, but where can people go to learn about you and your other coaching and all of your services? Where would we, where do we find more about you? We have a great podcast. You can find it at theunstoppablewoman.com slash listen. And we put out three uh, episodes a week, lots of great content. Uh, we do coaching calls on there so you can listen into coaching. Uh, we have a morning mindset club that you can join. That's per- like completely free. That's on our free resource page. And that's theunstoppablewoman.com slash free stuff. We have a ton of free stuff there. Speaking of giving is the first law of receiving, right? Like we just put out a ton of content um, to help people because one, it's my genius work and I love to do it. As you said, you know, like it fills my cup and we just want to make sure everyone has access to this information because it's so, it's changed my life. Like Carrie, this, it's changed my life. The, The way that I approach everything has shifted completely and it becomes so much less of a struggle. Like I used to be addicted to hard work. Like I was thinking about what a good example of um, that identity shift thing mm-hmm. is. Like if you notice how I describe myself, like I'm a great work ethic, I'm a hard worker, right? And so if you have an identity as being someone like that, then you think that you have to struggle for your income. Mm-hmm. And that's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Mm-hmm. Oh, so yeah. of course you're going to work 16 hour days and not charge enough and, and be under the gun and not know if you're going to make payroll and it's always mm-hmm. going to be catastrophic and, you know, urgency driven. Okay. Of course. Cause that's yeah. your identity. Yeah. It's yeah. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree more with all, with everything that you've shared today. I'm so grateful we've crossed paths. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing today, but also for being the kind of woman who is out there making the road less bumpy for others and uh, helping them navigate what you have now navigated. There's nothing more inspiring than when a woman kind of walks over those coals and figures something out and then takes the time to turn around and put a hand out for others to come and follow. And so I honor that in you. And I'm uh, grateful to be a part of this entrepreneurial world with you, my friend. On that note, we're going to wrap it up for this week. And we will see you in the next episode. Until then, choose Unstoppable. Thank you so much for listening today. It would mean the world to me if you enjoyed the content to please leave a review and a rating and subscribe to the show. It'll help others find us so that we can spread this important message. We'll see you in the next episode. Until then, choose Unstoppable.